Hello, and welcome back to the Frothcast, a podcast about... I don't go out unless it's at least double overhead, so Daddy can spend some quality time in the green room. I'm your host, Hendo, and this is episode 26. This episode features a conversation with the Survival League Lords in which we recap Sunset and pregame for Portugal. Vamos! This episode is brought to you by Cassandra's Cord Castle. Do you keep losing your mid-length and it goes flying into the pylons? Put a leash on it. Do you have nine kids and want to take them to the zoo? Put a leash on it. Does your grandpa keep asking you why you're still not married at age 37? Put a leash on it. Cassandra's Cord Castle for all your leash needs. And liquidiv.com promo code hendo underscore b for 30 percent off aloha and wasabi mates and myrtle bees and welcome back to the froth cast what another spicy event we had over there at sunset beach palmalu huh with loke dog wildcard baron mamia taking it out for the men and Costa Rica Pura Vida, Ledge Dog Brisa Hennessy taking it out for the women. Congrats to you both, Ledge Dogs. Heaps to discuss, as the Aussies would say in this episode, so we'll dive right in. But if you're looking for some new tunes, head on over to my Spotify playlist entitled Indie Crawford and enjoy the nice little arrangement, the musical bouquet if you will that i newly updated there about a week ago also perhaps once i'm back from portugal which i'm packing my bags right now as we speak there might be a nice new little mixtape in the work to celebrate the coming of spring and the death of this cold ass winter anyhow enjoy the show my friends all right, dog sauces and sauce dog is uh, welcome back to the Frothcast Survival League Gods. Joining me once again, the gods, the founders, and the members, Mr. Taylor and Chad Sauce. Hello, my friends. I don't know about y'all, but uh, I still had a pipeline hangover from the sensory overload by the time that sunset like pretty much already came and went. Uh, as such, I'm going to be straight up honest with you guys. I didn't obsessively watch sunset as much as I did with pipe. But it was still entertaining and so much props and respect to everybody who served it, nonetheless. Anyhow, welcome back, my friends. Uh, Chad, hello. How are you? Good, good, good. I just gave my daughter a bath. And I got to say, if you don't respect the bath, the bath's not going to respect you, okay? (laughs) Jaw feels, jaw feels. And Taylor, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm getting my house termited tomorrow. And I think I'll say the same thing. If you don't respect the termites, they're not going to respect you either. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I could say the same about the Shizzler gods. So do not disrespect any of those three things. Uh, but you know what? We're going to go pretty uh, quick mo here, opposite of slow mo down here on Mission Beach Boardwalk. Rollerblader, props to you, buddy. But let's get straight into the fantasy updates real quick. WSL Fantasy on the WSL Fantasy side of things in my league entitled The Frothcast Fam. Join if you haven't already. We had a fantasy victory at Sunset, who goes by the name of at Yeah Rube. Thank you, my friend. 
you have won yourself a brand new Moncala board game set or cash equivalent. You might be asking yourself, what the fuck is Moncala and why did I win this? Well, you're justified to ask that, my friend. And part of that has to do with the fact that Gunther took the company card out over the weekend and withdrew the account in Mexico. That's another story. But the other part has to do with the fact that your win and your strategy alone can be likened to being skilled in a complex game like chess, mousetrap, Jenga. I mean, your insight and skill for this wave alone and this event was truly unparalleled. You are like the Bobby Fisher of fantasy surf. Congratulations to you. You took big risks with your team and as such, the sunset gods rewarded you. Um, I asked him how he did it and this is what he had to say. I made a final at the old XL Pro back in the day. Last time, Michael Ho won it. I love that wave. Went with overall ocean knowledge, power, experience in deep water waves, regular footers. Only a handful of goofies have won this event. If they had at least three of four traits, they were on my team. I mean, wow. guys, like this dude was in the sunset event. He was in the final and he's playing in our league. <laughs> like I'm freaking. If this is who I'm playing, uh, if this is why I'm playing fancy surfer against, I have no chance because I'm, I'm throwing darts. I'm farked, bro. <laughs> what a legend, dude. That is so sick. He was in the final with Michael Ho. What? Who is he? <laughs> oh, I don't Let's know. Look that up, dude. Yeah, going to be having to do some more research. But uh, my friend at Yeah Rube, thank you so much for playing. Your insight is insane. Um, I cannot believe that you're playing with us. Thanks for joining and thank you to everybody else who played. We are now about 53 strong, but I mean, that's got to top the list of ledge dogs. I know you have CJ Hobgood in the survival league, but like we got Rube on our team over here. That's freaking so <laughs> sick. Well, props again to Rube. And now the Frothcast fam leaderboard has obviously changed. The overall top five is as follows. At number one, we have at Simo San, who is 149th in the world. So on top of Sunset finalist, Yarub. We have some serious talent in this league. Number two on the leaderboard is at Yarub. Number three is at Woodside. Number four is at Kolohe Kojima. What up, legend? And number five is at In Your Shadow. Hello, my friends. We haven't decided on like an overall champion prize this year yet, so hold your hats on that. But Gunther tells me that we're also going to be giving a prize for the person who gives the best five-star review over at the Frothcast on the Apple Podcast page. So go down there and do that shit, write something fancy, you know, blah, blah, blah. That, my friends, I've spoken a lot on the WSL Frothcast fan fantasy. That's it for now with Sunset. We're going to get into Portugal later. What we really want to hear about right now is Survival League. What the frick happened with Survival League at Sunset? The calling. <laughs> at first, I was afraid. I was petrified. And uh, if you don't know what the Survival League is, it's basically simplified fantasy where you pick one surfer to advance past the round of 32. If they advance, you advance. And if they don't, you don't. Uh, the winner at the end gets $3,000 from Beach Grit and a three-board quiver from Panda Surfboards. So we started the league, at obviously, at Pipeline. We lost 28% of the league at pipe and then sunset we lost another 28 percent. so out of the original league only 53 percent remain after two events so we're it was a bloodbath on the for in hawaii overall oh um my god 
yeah, so it was uh, it was bad. You, you guys are still in it, though, right? Oh, yeah. We survived. We survived. Yes, we are. Um, I guess we'll get into that real quick. Um, don't want to spoil anything, but Chad, how are you feeling? You and I went with Mr. Zeke Lau at Sunset. How did you feel about that pick? I felt great. You know, I felt great going into it. He's a big, strong uh, Hawaiian local, and he's done well there in the past. It was a little bit of a, uh, there was some sketchy moments there. He kind of came, it kind of came down to the wire to advance past the round of 32 there, but all said and done, he survived. That's all I care about. Once <laughs> Zeke moved on, I tuned the freak out of there. Just kidding. <laughs> I watched the whole darn thing. The whole really? darn thing. Damn. Uh, I know. I mean, it was, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird contest because I feel like the surfing's good, but the waves just, it's, it's tough to get real into it. You got to respect it. Cause you know that you could probably never do a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We come back to that point often, but you know, it's tough watching. It's a tough watch to be honest. Cause it's just two turns. The second turn, they all kind of look the same. They're going up, hitting this heaving lip, and they're trying to, like, land it in the flats. It looks like everybody blows out their knee every single time. Cleanup sets happen. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it was an interesting contest. I feel like we did see uh, a changing of the guard of sorts, but we'll see how, how, uh, how lasting that is because Sunset kind of feels like it could be fluky. I don't, mm. I don't know. As you were saying that, Chad, um, I started thinking about Sunset is kind of like an acquired taste. It's a very elegant palette, if you will, like a foie gras or a, a mm. fine pate, if you will. If you know and understand that wave, then you understand what these athletes are going through to get those scores, to get the occasional barrel and to throw down those crazy rail turns. Otherwise, looking at a wave like Pipeline, you can kind of see the craziness because it's so close in front of you and you can feel the ground shaking and anybody like your average joe or josephina can watch pipeline and know that that is something unnatural something momentous when you look at sunset it's a little further out and unless you really understand the specifics of surfboard wave riding yeah um you're not gonna fully understand how much respect sunset demands and how much power and how much water is moving out there and how skilled you have to be to make it past round 32 straight up yeah i don't i think the reason why people don't love sunset is because it's it's almost too relatable not at the wave it not at the scale is is not relatable because you're Mm -hmm. normally not dropping into a a double overhead just huge cavern or not cavern but huge wall of of blue water Mm -hmm. but at your local beach break you can definitely find a wave that's kind of closing out kind of doing this weird thing where like the lips coming at you but then backing off and you don't know exactly when to hit it and those turns that people are doing like you chad hendo we can all do a variation of that turn Mm -hmm. that's getting scores at sunset obviously not to the the power and extent uh that they're doing but we can all do those turns like if i watch rio even if i watch super tubos if i watch pipeline especially there's no way i'm getting barreled like that there's no way i'm doing fins out tail wafts into uh air reverse like that is stuff i like to watch because i could never do it but if i see somebody kind of doing a hacky like like first of all they they take off 
kind of on their stomachs like I do a lot and kind of like not the most beautiful takeoff. And then they're kind of just waiting around for a little bit, kind of like I surf. And then <laughs> they do this kind of sketchy bottom turn exactly like I do. And then hit the lip kind of at the wrong time. And a lot of them fall. And like, that's honestly 90% of my waves. <laughs> so I don't necessarily love watching myself surf. Right. And that's why I don't love watching sunset either. And, I, and I'm going to call BS. You love watching yourself surf. You're on that's the surf so line true. cam rewind every single goddamn day, man. And it's you're sending like them to me. Though. It's, <laughs> it's a, a hate, hate watch. watch. <laughs> I think you're right. It's a guilty pleasure. But the, 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 the separating fact at sunset, you said it is the timing that mm. the, the people who have the best timing. And it's like, I think it requires Barton Lynch said this during the, during the, the, the broadcast. He said there, it takes mature surfing to have a good result at sunset. And I think that's kind of a good point. It kind of stuck with me. I think it also takes intelligent surfing, understanding that you're not going to be able to surf this wave like you're going to surf pipe or a lot of these other waves and understanding what is required to get a good score. Yeah, just to, to tie a knot in that, in the just the survival league, like I picked John Florence because I didn't really want to watch it, didn't really want to think about it too much. And he came up against Jake Marshall and I'm like, great. That's great. Round of 32 matchup. Hell yeah. I'm in. I'm already, times in a row. Yeah, I'm already looking at Portugal and he got knocked out. Oh. Jake Marshall was ripping uh, kudos to him and uh, I'm out. So dude, no, wow. no quiver for me. Oh my God. We're going to, I was going to get to that, but let's get straight into it and turn that knife. Um, how, <laughs> How does it feel not to turn it anymore? But uh, <laughs> damn, smashing dreams, Mr. Jake Marshall. Who would have ever expected? Uh, well, I've been here before. Ethan Patrick Ewing broke my heart last year in Australia. Similar so. looking guys, similar guys, lanky, blonde haired, sons of guns. Mm. Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, he broke my heart. And what else could you do, though? Like, that's a, that's a quote unquote safe pick. One of the survival gods' uh, tenants. One of the bylaws is don't save John John, and I didn't. Yeah, but uh, I was struck down by the survival gods. Damn. So, on that end, any update from reporting live from the losers' lair? <laughs> is that a conversation? <laughs> Once that all that's is, decompressed, the survival gods are having a meeting on the mount to see how we're going to do that. Um, no update just yet, but. Uh, Stay tuned because I know 47% of the league really wants in. Okay. So we've lost a total of 50, how many percent? 47%. So 53% hmm. are left from the original. So almost half are gone. Wow. Do you know if CJ Hopgood's still in? CJ's still in it. Sick. He, yeah. he's, he says he's a, a blind man taking picks, but I don't believe him. I think he has a, he has a rube, uh, <laughs> Knowledge. He has a Rube equation that he's inputting. Yeah. He also uses so. that same equation to slang real estate in Florida. Exactly. And salty crew. That stuff is everywhere. <laughs> Guy's dynamic. He won at Sunset once too, didn't he? Ooh, I don't know. Let's look at it. That being Someone on the broadcast said CJ was, I think Makua said CJ was one of his favorite servers to watch back in the day. Michael huh. Ho, going back to your, the, at the beginning, we were talking about Michael Ho. Uh, Michael Ho won in 1988, 1990, 1991, 1996. He won it all those times. Uh, that was back when it was the XL Pro as uh, 
what's his what's his name? Yeah, Rube. Rube, yeah, Rube. Dude, <laughs> then Ian Walsh won it in 2005, Fed Pataccia, Pancho Sullivan, Fred Pataccia won it twice. Gavin Beshin, Poncho Sullivan, 99, Bruce Irons, mm. Poncho again, Andy Irons, not to go on and uh, but yeah, the host kind of owned it. CJ won it in 2008. Okay. Uh, yeah. Damn. What a ledge dog. Well, Sunset, um, let's put a little bow on Sunset and each give one little takeaway from that event, something that we really enjoyed most. I will start. Um, like I said, I didn't get to watch a whole lot. I did watch like several heats, but I feel like I didn't retain a lot for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I've actually been surfing more than watching yeah. surfing. So I, I guess that's maybe better, you know, because you guys know I hadn't been surfing a whole lot. So I'm actually back in the water trying to get ready for Portugal. Uh, but the one thing I did see that I freaking loved and I thought it was parts exciting, parts dangerous, and also parts kind of funny was when the freaking Hawaiian Water Patrol ledge dogs took a jet ski and like ollied through this mass of water. I forgot what heat, what round. I just watched this thing like three times. I don't know where it is, but it was one of the craziest things I've seen. And we they did it. it. Yeah, but they did it totally unfazed. Like I would have been shitting myself. These guys were just like straight up G's, like thug life, throw the glasses and the cigarette on, blasted through the white water, did a U-turn, went and picked up, I think it was Miguel Pupo maybe or somebody, and acted like it was just another day on the job. I mean, props to the Hawaiian Water Patrol. You guys are legends. That was insane. That was my favorite moment of the event. <laughs> so That was beautiful. I think even better was listening to Makua talk about that while, live while it was going on. He just kept saying Hawaiian Water Patrol, the best in the world, best in the world. And I think that that is my bright spot of this sunset contest. Makua is a star. Let's yes. be honest. He is yeah, an absolute star in the broadcasting. Yeah. Group. He says nonetheless a little bit too much, but <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, he's an absolute star. I'm very glad he's there. Very happy to have him. One takeaway that I have, it's not even a takeaway. This is a hot take. Kayo was underscored in the semis. Bear Mamiya should have never been in the finals. Bear Mamiya should have mm. never won. Damn. He's a great surfer, but Kyle was underscored big time on like a 5.33 or something like that. 6.33. There was a 3.3 on the end of it. But uh, yeah, that's my hot take. Kyle knows it. I know it. We all know it. The judging was a little bit wild, this contest. It was there tough. were some tactical things that could have gone either way. Obviously, Kelly getting knocked out with that interference with John. Right. Owen had an interference as well that. For such a big playing field, it's bizarre that these priority interferences occurred because you would think, hey, I'm just going to go sit up at the point when everyone else is kind of down at valves or whatever. Makua said several times, look, Rod, nobody's sitting up at the point. Like everybody's way too far inside. Yeah. So when everyone it's such a big playing field, how are these priority errors even happening in the first place? That kind of blew my mind. I agree. And my that's like a great Makuaism. You know, when he sees it and he yeah. knows what's going happening out there, it's it's so much different than like, and I don't dog on Joe Trapel. I really like Joe Trapel, but like Joe Trapel doesn't know Sunset like Makua knows Sunset or Hawaii in general. And it'll be interesting I, I, if he's traveling to Portugal. I assume he is. Is he is he full time out now? I'm not sure. They should keep him on. Totally. Um, but my two things on Sunset, just to to tie on it, one, the chicks were charging all yeah. through Hawaii, but especially mm -hmm. sunset. And yeah. 
the, their level is just so elevated. And um, it's like the girls that like you expect, you know, Stephanie Gilmore and Carissa and all those mm-hmm. to always be in the in the finals day and just always be charging. But there was like random girls. And I was like, who is this? Like mm. following them on Instagram, just like like being a, becoming a fan. Like yeah. I haven't in a, in a long time. And then number two, I think that the kind of what Chad was saying is I think the WSL production was really high quality at, at sunset, probably because Hendo wasn't there. Um, but, <laughs> and the final got re- recorded. So, yeah. <laughs> but there was there was there was three things about that that I, I, I actually took notes here. Uh, one, Makua, Kaipo and Enever, I thought, killed it in the booth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't try to do too much. There were often times where they just zoomed back and you could see all a sunset point, the rainbow, the clouds going in. They weren't really saying anything. And I was like, this is nice. Like mm. I've been watching a lot of figure skating, uh, Olympic <laughs> figure skating. And I'm so I'm like taken away that these figure skaters can be riding for 30 seconds or skating, I should say. And no one's saying anything. Mm. I love that. And, and you're just like, whoa, you're like listening to the music. And I think the WSL can learn a little bit from that and just let people watch. And that tied with like the Hawaiian scenery. I think they, they did a really good job. Yeah. You ever heard that song that goes like this? Silence speaks louder than words sometimes. <laughs> um, Gunther, play it. Well, silence speaks louder than words sometimes, but not everybody listens. But uh, it's a good song. Sometimes Love silence song. speaks louder than words. And uh, what a beautiful place to do it at Hawaii. What was your other point that you were going to say? Those were the two. Just the production was great and the chicks were charging. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, Brada Sturms and Daniel on the Drone Lords. Brada Larry Haynes in the water. All the camera people, all the production. Brada Milbs throwing it down in the box. All the Nerd Cave Lords. We love what you've done with the place. And I'll see you in Portugal. We're looking forward to it. But uh, if some final doesn't get recorded, do not listen to the previous episode. <laughs> was not me well sunset um done and dusted i'm sure many of you would prefer to leave it in the rear view some of you like at yeah rube um put it up on your wall like a plaque it was a good time those who are knowledgeable take it away we will be giving you some portugal insight and making our survival league picks live later in this ep but first let's learn a little bit about portugal super tubos by the time this podcast comes out the mio pro portugal will be exactly one week away with its windows starting on march 3rd and ending on the 13th i myself am extremely lucky to have gotten the call from the nerd cave and i'm packing up my bags as we speak heading out there this sunday to froth with the nerd lords in the nerd cave brief little history about competing at super tubos so the asp world tour came there in 2009 for a rip curl search event in which tour rookie Coco Ho and a frothy Mr. Mick Eugene Fanning took victories. Since then, the men's event has run a total of 11 times and the women have competed here a total of only three times. They previously competed just down the coast at a wave called Cascais, home of the world's most depressing hotel uh, from personal experience. That's another story. Don't break up, go to Portugal and stay in that hotel. 
that's another story. Um, so <laughs> let's take a look at the list of some of these past event champions. And you'll see dudes like Mick Fanning, ADS, Julian, Medina, Felipe, Italo, back to back. He is the most recent winner, winning in 2018 and 19. On the women's side, we only have three to look at, but it was Coco, Carissa, and Caroline Marks who took down W's there. So what do you guys know, love, dislike, or whatever? What's your vibe with Super Tubos, Portugal, Peniche? What's your vibe? What do you think in Taylor? Uh, I love Portugal as a country. I went there on my honeymoon in 2018. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of California back in the day, like similar shape, similar latitude, really down to earth in the the food is really, really good. Uh, what are those little chocolate de natas or whatever oh, they are? Oh, pastel de nata. Yeah, those yeah. things. Um, uh, the beaches are amazing. Quick Portugal story. We rent this little, little Portuguese European like two-seater car, and we're driving our one surfing day, really. Actually, there's a couple, but like our main surfing day on – my wife doesn't really surf, but – I was dragging her along to go surfing through these like dusty Portuguese roads, trying to find a wave. I did. I was like looking at like 2008 want to surf.com to try to find this little wave. It was like a perfect little, almost like a Leo Carrillo right-hand point break, breaking like waist to chest high, like perfect beginner, great little point break. So I, I'm all fired up. I had a coffee and a, a nata. And I'm like driving like a madman with my GPS to try to find this little place to rent surfboards. And all of a sudden I kind of locate on the GPS. And I start gunning it through this like little dirt road that turned into sand. And all of a sudden I'm like, I got to go fast. Cause I got to stay on the top. I end up just digging the car in about two feet of sand. <laughs> and this was 10 AM walked a mile out to go locate this restaurant where nobody spoke English I couldn't find a tow, a, a tow truck until 11 PM that night. So 12 hours later, never surfed. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's the story. It just, it just ate my car. Damn. Damn dude. That's your Portugal experience. Yes. And maybe a couple of pastel de natas here and there. Exactly. Story of your life. Tried to surf, got stuck, didn't surf. Yes, Damn. exactly. So did it leave you with a good taste in your mouth or a, a bad Yeah, one? I would definitely go. Honestly, the that story was way better than like surfing good waves, you know? Yeah, I have. Um, I love Portugal and I have surfed some incredible waves. We will get to you first, though, Chad. Um, what are your thoughts on this event and Portugal? Have you been? Do you like the wave? Do you like what do you expect from this place? Yeah, I was doing a little bit of research, watching some clips. Um, I mean, it can be a heavy wave, right? I mean, the mm. name alone says that, super tubos. Yeah. But uh, if it's heavy, uh, we're going to see some barrels and we're gonna. I'm going to need to, you know, hitch my cart to someone who is comfortable in those kind of heavier conditions. Mm. Um, but I was re-watching like a couple of the finals and a couple earlier rounds from the previous last couple of years. And I mean, it's not always big, right? And we, we've seen that in a lot of these contests, especially in the later rounds, smaller waves, a lot of, you know, beach breaky open faces to do some turns, some airs, all that kind of stuff. I was watching Medina 
um, who would he would be a great pick there, to be honest. But he, mm. I don't think anyone's going to pick him. Or if they do, they deserve to lose because um, <laughs> he's at home uh, with a uh, he's got a, a bum uh ticker or something you know yeah well i did i did ask him on his instagram if he's coming back he hasn't written back yet but if he does i'll let you guys know good Um, we do hope hope he he comes back yeah yeah i think things would be different if he was at both of the first two events but anyhow yeah and uh so yeah i mean this is a i've been to portugal love portugal got a hell burning a hell of a hangover from portugal so uh i love it uh i'd go back been to lisbon only so surf there Mm. as well um I lost you for a moment there. You got a hell of a what? A hell of a sunburn and a hell of a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) There was a guy who was, he was writing, he was like the editor for like Surf Portugal magazine. And I linked up with him. He, uh, he gave me a board, a wetsuit and took me surfing. Um, And then there wasn't much to surf. So then we ended up just kind of drinking and partying. But uh, yeah, I definitely go back. Um, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to get to the European leg. The European leg is always kind of a funny leg. I feel mm. like this is uh, it's a really important leg. I think it throws people off that travel and going over there. You're really uprooted. Hawaii's super comfortable for a lot of these surfers. Um, mm. Not a lot of them spend, you know, tons of time in Europe. I don't, I mean, the majority, I would say um, you got Kanoa who yeah. lives in Portugal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might yeah. be an interesting pick. That just occurred to me. Italo uh, would be an interesting pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the Brazilians, but that kind of begs the question, is the uh, the Brazilian storm, what's going on with that? We have not seen any results from any of them. Medina's off the tour right now, taking a hiatus. Italo, Felipe, none of them mm-hmm. are in the top five. So, yeah. Caio is. Kyo's the only, but Kyo's the only one, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you think of the Brazilian storm, even though I feel like he is certainly a crucial part of it, right. his name doesn't come up always for some reason. Yeah. He's almost like a forgotten soldier. And like, I think that's how he excelled through sunset. He was so underestimated that right. he just blew people away. He would have been a fantastic pick. I got to say, Felipe mm. is not the type of surfer that you would think would have done well at sunset, but he surfed it really well. He advanced to the round of 16. Um, and then where he ran into like a red hot Ethan Ewing, Ethan Patrick Ewing. Um, I think he scored like an 18 or some shit. And then Felipe lost with a 16. So that was like just bad luck, I would say. So he's kind of, he was surfing really well. He looked good. I'm not trying to foreshadow anything, but yeah, I don't know. Felipe Kanoa lives there. Yeah. Uh, Italo won it the last two times. This is going to be interesting. If I've learned anything from this podcast is that I should just stick with what I say on this podcast because I did say (laughs) I was going to pick Felipe and he advanced. Everyone I said on my team on episode 25, I probably scrapped because I watched too much of the opening rounds and I started overthinking. So. Hendo, if you're listening to this episode later, <laughs> stick with your gut. Speaking of that, let's get into some picks and uh, let's start it off with the WSL fantasy for the Frothcast fam. I'll fire it up real quick and then we'll get into our survival picks. Um, so for Portugal, as of now, Hendo, please listen to yourself. I am going with tier A, Kanoa and Kayo. 
I really liked Kanoa's like documentary thing. It looks like he's been training a lot. He really wants it. Tier B, John John, Italo Kalohe, and David Silva. I feel like you gotta throw a rando in the mix. And tier C, I'm going with Griffin and Ryan Callanan. So um Chad, do you have any W Sizzler picks? Um you know what? It's I, I'm trying to do it as we speak right now, but uh Yeah, Hendo, it's not it's not updated. Yeah. Okay, so the website is kind of farked. Gunther, add the noise. The first time in my life I'm pissed off. And I went and I tracked down some of the rules from 2019 in which it says for men's tier A, you get to pick two surfers from ranks one through eight. Tier B, okay. you pick four from nine through 24. Tier C, you pick two from 25 to 34. So if you guys are looking for this explanation when the draw has not been posted, you can always go to this WSL article. It's from 2019. It's called WSL Fantasy Surfing Explained. But for the sake of time, let's just, I'll go through mine because I already did all that stuff and W Sizzler blew it because that's not posted. And obviously they know we have a podcast to run here. So if you <laughs> guys don't mind, would you please put up the draws and also let us pick our teams. Yeah. What the flop <laughs> Yeah, for the sake of time, I'll tell you guys my girls team and then uh, we'll get into our survival picks. Okay. Uh, so for the girls, I am thinking tier a Brisa. I think she's got a lot of power. Um, I would have picked Carissa, but she's actually in tier B now. So my tier B is mm -hmm. Carissa and Isabella Nichols and my tier C I'm going with Tati. She's kind of had a bit of a shocker year, but I think if the waves pick up and there's some Todd Barals out there, she could be pulling in like she did in France and say, this is how you do the 10 point dance, get spit right out, etc. Um, so those are my picks for the WSL fantasy Frothcast fam league. Now the moment we have all been waiting for our survival league picks um taylor i would say for you to start it off but uh you know what do you want to guide us here you want to lead this one no i don't want to i don't want to um i don't want to corrupt your i'll, I'll tell you after you two okay go. okay um let's write it on a piece of paper again chad um do you have a pen and a piece of paper so we don't do echo man dog go man mirror man dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll fucking write it down if you really want me to okay <laughs> all right okay <laughs> No, I really want to. I was just being okay. dramatic. Um, I don't know who I'm going to pick. <laughs> really? Damn. I've been going through, and this this segment kind of came up quicker than I, I know. I thought I had more time. I'm not going to lie to you. Wait, Chad, let, let, who'd, you, who'd you have for pipe? Okay, uh, for pipe, I had <laughs> yeah. uh, John John. Yeah. Okay. I had you John had John. Then I had Zeke, Mr. Zeke Lau. Um, All right. So you and can't so, pick those two. I can't pick those two. I'm looking at the top eight right now. The top eight, I'm just going to list them. Number one, Baron Mamiya. Two, Kanoa Igarashi. Three, Seth Moniz. Four, Kyle Belly. Five, Kelly Slater. Six, Ethan Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Uh, seven, Felipe Toledo. Eight, Jordy Smith. Obviously, there's some like ties, ties mm. with points in that, but those are the top eight guys listed right now. So... This might help you a little bit. I've got a story here. Remember 2013 okay. when Parco dropped in on that sponger and yes. uh, he got straight up slapped by that loke dog dick dragger? Mm -hmm. I don't, maybe that'll help your decision. Mm. Maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think of <laughs> <laughs> How about 2016 when John won and he won the world title? He was so exhausted. He didn't even show up to his own world title party. So right. we did all the partying 
for him, along with Connor and his ledge dog filmer, Mr. Rye Dog Perry. I will see you in Portugal. But the Nerd Cave was basically partying for John that night because he didn't show up to his world title party. Uh, so does that help anything at all? <laughs> I mean, John's got to bounce back, right? John's got to bounce back. I already picked John. Uh, yeah, I think John Italo, I think these dudes, they need their redemption. I think they're pissed. These rookies and the new qualifiers are just making them kind of look embarrassed. Like Italo's looking at his Instagram posts being like, why did I post those things? And these kids are blowing me like out of the water. I'm placed. What place is Italo right now? He's like, he's like uh, all the way. He's equal 16th place. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going with my pick. I'm going to put it up. You're going to put it down? Okay, hang on one second. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Echo Dog. Chad, you you forgot one European guy that you did not mention when you said that not a lot of people go over there. Okay, you want to say Federico Moraes? Oh, he's freaking from Portugal. Not who I was thinking about. I was talking talking about Leonardo Fioravanti. God, the pasta lord, the Gucci man himself. Yeah. Shit. God dang it. I hate this. All right. Do keep in mind one last thing to keep in mind. Um, Medina has been eating bananas. And one more thing to keep in mind when you say the European leg, it's only a one legged event this year. Or it's only a one legged uh, race this year because they're only going to Super Tubes. So they are not going to France. They're not going France. to France? No, they're going to Australia after this. Oh, shit. So this isn't even a leg. This is more of a pit stop. It's like a pirate uh, wooden peg leg, pretty much. Well, I'm not here. Let's start. Let's do this. I'm not picking Ethan Ewing, okay? He surfed great, but I think he's overscored. I'm not going to pick the golden boy. (laughs) I'm not picking Jordy Smith. I just don't like the the, the MRI that came back with his, his foot. I don't know what's going on with his foot. Um, I'm not going to pick Baron Mamiya because I've only seen him really surf and compete in Hawaii. I don't know. Even though he's coming in with the yellow jersey. I'm not picking Kelly because Mm. I just don't know where Kelly's at right now, especially after he had that meltdown. We didn't do Meltdown (laughs) Island, but he definitely is the king of Meltdown Island right now. He literally refused to come in after his heat, and he's trailing (laughs) these guys like a freaking uh, yellowfin shark in that yellow jersey, refusing to come in. He has a little little freak out on the beach he goes uh i don't respect sunset and sunset doesn't respect me whatever the hell that means uh you're right meltdown island award winner mr kelly slater it's back 100 i thought it was too early for meltdown island but it's back he definitely had a meltdown and he's like guys are riding like 10 foot boards out there and like uh, the the lineup's like eggy or something i'm like dude do not say that like that's (laughs) don't say that he went from like this mature old redemption story, like uh, yep. old man, elder statesman, yeah, with like so respectable, so dignified, to just this little petty kid coming out. And you just see all the, the sides of Kelly within two events in Hawaii. Doesn't respect me, and I don't respect it, dude. Give it some respect. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he body slammed Jackson Dorian in the sand after his heat. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't. I, I can't believe Makua didn't like rip into him a little bit, uh, like in the in the booth. But did he say something to uh, Matt McGillery? I, so I was wondering that too because I saw this clip where he went by and McGillery kind of like gave him a little head nod, and Kelly like splashed water. It looked like, but I don't know what was going on. Then he's out oh. there like 
getting interference calls on a really important way for John John. John John yeah. ends up losing. There's all a whack of, call. That was a whack call. That but. was a whack call. I know that was a whack call. That was weird. Um, it, but that being said, I hope the WSL really starts to play up the drama a little bit more. Tabo, you've made that point in the past, but yes, um, this is me just stalling, by the way. Okay. Well, we have come to the, the fork in the road. Gunther will cut all that out. No, we'll leave it. It's entertaining for kidding. sure. Meltdown I'm Island kidding. is back. Gunther, play the theme song. That means you get three seconds to think. Kelly Slater is your Splash Mountain Meltdown Island champion. <laughs> Let's hear it, Gunther. I don't like the wave. I don't like the crowd out here. Um, everyone's on a 10-foot board. I don't put the time in. I don't respect the wave, and it doesn't respect me back. And, okay, Chad, we're back. Wait, Three. Okay, I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing. Two. I'll read them aloud. I'll read them aloud. Gonna lift a piece of paper. Three, two, one. Boom! I'm revealing. Okay. Can you read my writing? Yes. Woo! We got two different picks. Hendo, what's yours? I went with Italo Ferreira. I think he wants blood. I think he is pissed at the Instagram posts and all those chicks on his legs and his six-pack abs being punched by bananas. I think he wants revenge. He is going to come back and do a three-peat here at Super Dubosh. Chad, who we got? I don't know. I don't know if I'm proud of this. I don't know if I'm happy about this. I don't know if I was peer pressured into this, but I'm I'm going with the runner up at sunset, the surgical master uh, from Japan, uh, Mr. Kanoa Igarashi. Uh, he resides in Portugal for a lot of the time. Maybe I don't know. I'm not his freaking travel agent or his real estate agent, but uh, yeah, he's my pick. Okay, I think he's <laughs> wow. I think he's I think he's gonna surf. Where else am I gonna pick him? I was gonna my, I was debating between him and Flip Toledo, mm. uh, and I just couldn't bring myself to to go with Felipe. I just don't feel the magic, and I feel like uh, Kanoa is pretty dialed in. I think both of those those picks will survive. Uh, Hendo, I was if I was still in it, I would have gone Italo. Mm, thank you, thank you. I don't like the I don't like the whole lightning striking three times thing. <laughs> he won the last two. I don't like that. I don't like the. It's not like it's game. thirteen though. Like thirteen is <laughs> worse than three. You know? I don't know. I don't like to. I don't like to play that game. You know. And when you look at the survival spreadsheet, the losers always their comment is always he's due for a big result. Right. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. But, <laughs> That's the most wishful fucking thinking. Like. <sighs> My other pick was going to be Kanoa. Now, this makes the podcast. We have some drama here. We got yes. one who fell off Fantasy Island. Taylor left us from Survival League. He has gone off, and who knows what he's playing now. You're playing the freaking slots at Viejas Casino. And now we've come to a fork in the road where Chad Dog and I differ. We're not riding on that same lifesaver no more, dog. Remember, hey, we were no buddies mo. at the last event? Guess what? No we ain't mo. buddlers no more, dog. Who's going to get the final fucking rose? I've been watching too much Bachelor with my wife, okay? <laughs> Sue me. You don't watch Too Hot to Handle, mate? I don't, but I think I know a chick on that show. I think, oh, I don't know. Mr. Mearman. <laughs> too Hot to Handle. Well, my friends, um, this is going to be exciting, and uh, we all hope that you check out the drama at the Mio Pro Portugal Rip Curl Super Tubos event. Every year the events are changing. I can't keep up. But um, guys, final thoughts on this event and well wishes. Do you have anyone in mind you want to wish some some good luck? Maybe someone who picked Italo or something like that. Um, let's hear it from you first, Taylor. Uh, 
my final thoughts is that the Colapinto curse is real. Here we go. Don't know if he's even making the cut this year. He's currently ranked 27th with two, I think two 17th to his name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other person I'm a little worried for is Connor Coffin. Who's Mm. also seen with two 17th. One of those guys like are, they have to make the mid year cut, right? Like, We'll I'm trying to see. open up a whole new can of worms, but that's really what's top of mind for me right now. And O Dog's sitting at 31st. Like, that's sad, dog. Right. And if yeah. Connor doesn't make the cut, I'm very eager to see uh, what happens because it feels like the WSL has allocated their entire marketing budget to Connor <laughs> Coffin. So if he doesn't make the cut, talk about some, uh, some, allocation issues but maybe uh lay off the 805s bro <laughs> yeah bro i'm from santa barbara <laughs> whatever dude love you con dog but maybe uh i i know he's definitely not nah, hammering cool. those things and we wish him the best but uh con dog pull through here buddy we're rooting for you my friend you got this and then i will say another thing the colapinto curse is real and if we want to go back to its roots it began when he decided to oust me from survival last year, that's when the curse started. The curse won't end until that quivers in my garage. Mm. <laughs> you hear that, Griff? <laughs> Does Griff listen to this? <laughs> Griff, dog, we mean well, but if Chad shows up at your door and he's you hear that, Griff? a little angry, I wouldn't open the door if Chad shows up, Griff. If you're listening, just cool off a little bit. Just kidding, Griff and Con Dog, the golden nugget of California, man. I root for that fool every time. I just yeah. wanted to, to just put it together. Well, at least we have Jake Marshall stepping in for those California kids and Insane representing boy. the San Diego. Yeah. You know? um, I think my closing remark is I'm going to show up to uh, Portugal like 50 Cent, hanging upside down, drinking an 805, being like, Nerd Cave, what's up? I'm here to win my $3,000, my three boards, and I quit. I buy my own hotel. A nickel, I buy my own hotel. Um, just kidding, Nerd Cave, if you heard that, I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to say I'm going to start my own league because I'm going to have $3,000 and three boards. Thank you, Panda. Survival, I'm getting fired up for that. And um, the prize for the WSL Fantasy Frothcast fam is yet to be determined, but... Um, I'm going to be like 50 cent hanging upside down dogs. So I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. I appreciate your time, your candor and your fun. Best of luck to you guys and everybody else out there. I will see you in the winner's circle, Mr. Chad sauce. And I will eventually, I know, see you in the loser's circle as well. Mr. Taylor. Thank you guys. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you. Bath time awaits. Ciao. Chianca. Mm Kerr. That's it for this episode. As always, a huge thanks to Taylor and Chad. Give them a follow on Insta at surfival underscore league at C2HAD and at Tay underscore lob. And of course, you can find all my latest Insta froth contest updates, sometimes a little bit of behind the scenes at the W Sizzler and the occasional sketch clip at the Frothcast and at Hendo underscore froth. A huge mahalo to Hawaii and all the locals out there for the last two events. 
I'm sure having the circus in town has its ups and downs, but from the sidelines, these events were so fun to watch. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will froth you next time, and take it away, Gunther. Yavul, uh, Danka Hando. As Hando previously said, we are going to do a giveaway. Uh, we give a frothy prize to whoever writes the best five-star review on the Frothcast page on Apple Podcasts. So head over there, do some funny review, and uh, just have fun with it, get weird with it, and please just spread the word here. We are trying to feed my frog, Gertrude, and... Uh, I am trying to fly back to uh, the U.S. I am still stuck at Berkein, uh, Berlin. Danke. Bye.